Support for this podcast and the following message come from Internet Essentials from Comcast. Connecting more than 6 million low-income people to low-cost, high-speed Internet at home. So students are ready for homework, class, graduation, and more. Now they're ready for anything. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm Robin Hilton from NPR's All Songs Considered, and we're going to do a quick run through some of the best new albums out on May 25th. And we start with the self-titled full-length debut from the band Thunder Pussy. Oh my, the band is Thunder Pussy. This is the opening track to their new self-titled album. It's called Speed Queen, the song Speed Queen. And here to talk about this one is Talia Schlanger, host of World Cafe at WXPN in Philly. Welcome. Thank you, wannabe Speed Queen over here. (laughs) You and I saw this band together in Austin, Texas, back during South by Southwest at this club, and we were just completely blown away. They were jumping off of the bar at two in the morning while singing at full volume and like everybody just crammed in and like just just clamoring to see and be around what this was. I don't know. The the bar was like the size of an office cubicle. (laughs) People were like standing on each other's shoulders. And yeah, you want to feel that energy that they brought to that performance on a record. And I think that they've done it. Well, tell us about this really just incredible and relatively new band from Seattle, Thunder Pussy. Tell us a bit about them. Yeah, I mean... A rock and roll powerhouse, to me, it's sort of like Led Zeppelin meets Heart meets ACDC and Rage Against the Machine. Four women based in Seattle. Molly Sides, the lead singer, is also a, a trained dancer and sort of performance artist. And she has this incredibly trained sounding voice that doesn't compromise any of that sort of rock, raw feel to it. And, and her range is just colossal. And you mentioned Led Zeppelin and Heart, those are two bands I thought of too. And if you li- if you listen to Zeppelin's songs, you know it's so hypersexual and over the top. And I feel like Thunder Pussy, they've got a bit of that too. Oh, do they ever? Oh my goodness, Speed Queen. Some of the, the lyrics are about like climbing on the back and wrapping your legs around this woman called the Speed Queen. And to hear a female voicing it, I mean, we hear guys sing lyrics like this in rock and roll all the time and maybe don't even bat an eyelash. And it feels just as right to hear it in this context. And it, it shouldn't feel rebellious, but it sort of does because I think in, in, in many respects, it's new to our ears. The band is Thunder Pussy. The record is Thunder Pussy. And Talia Schlanger at WXPN's World Cafe. Thank you so so much for doing this with us. I hope we have you on again soon. Well, I'm honored. Thanks for inviting me. All right. And from Thunder Pussy, we go to the rapper Pusha T and his new album called 
Daytona. Pulling up in that new toy, the wrist on that boy, rock star like Pink Floyd, waving that rude boy, I'm waving at you boy, ran off on the plug too like True Goy, imagine me do boy, you can never do what I do boy, still ducking shit that I did boy, niggas in Paris for a hit boy, these ain't the same type of hits boy, shit can get litter than lit boy, you don't take these type of risks boy, cause this boy been throwing that D like rich boy, you miss boy your numbers don't add up on the blow that was 10 years ago if you know you know yeah. if you know you know if you know you know god what a great drop on this cut it's called if you know you know it's from Pusha t's album daytona produced by Kanye West. And here to talk with us about this one is NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael. Welcome. What up, Robin? First things first, everyone thought this record was going to be called King Push. They've been talking about it for literally years. Now we get it. It's called Daytona. Yeah, the name change. I mean, we're used to so much coming in the final hours we rap now. The surprise releases, the name change in the final hour, it, it, it kind of goes with the territory. At some point, Pusha T's longtime manager, Stephen Victor, tweeted that he thought that this would be the album of the year. Pusha replied to that tweet saying, it's flawless. Is it either of those things? After hearing it several times, I have to say they definitely have a point. This is a really compact album. It's seven tracks, and it really gets to the point. Pusha T is a certain kind of rapper. He raps a lot about his drug dealing past, but he also does it in very kind of gothic terms and aesthetic, I think, which is what kind of separates him from a lot of coke rappers, so to speak. But this is also a rapper who campaigned for Hillary Clinton during the last presidential election cycle. But I think it's all about the music. And obviously, for that, we have to think about Kanye West. Kanye has been making headlines for a whole lot of reasons over the past month. And they have nothing to do with music. Exactly, exactly. And so this is like the first time we finally get to hear some music, aside from all of the talk of politics and fashion. And everybody's been wondering if the music is going to be good enough for us to still care about Kanye. And I think that'll be a lot of people's entry point into the album. Let's hear what Kanye said and let's hear these Kanye beats. Yeah. And I think in the in the end, they're going to be a lot more consumed with the Kanye beats. And there's a thing with hip hop nowadays where it's really rare where an album drops and it takes you back to childhood because you just remember a new album coming out and everybody stopped what they were doing at the same time to listen to this album. And it sounds so good instantly that everybody is just kind of hypnotized by it. And I think this is this is one of those releases. I think everybody's going to be gathered around, you know, the headphones or the speakers and just taking it in. The record's called Daytona from the rapper Pusha T. And Rodney, you'll be back in the second half of the show to talk about another big release for May 25th. But first, let's go to the singer-songwriter Aisha Burns and her album Argonada. Take it in stress. 
What a just astonishingly beautiful record uh, from Aisha Burns. It's called Argonata. And here to talk about this one is NPR Music's Lars Gottrich. Welcome hey, back, Robin. Lars. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us who Aisha Burns is and why this is one of the, the week's standout releases. Aisha Burns, uh, this is her first solo record in five years. She's a member of the neoclassical post-rock-ish band Balmaria. She plays violin in that group. She's also played violin on records by Adam Torres, who I know is a, uh, yeah. I'm a, you're a big fan of him. Yeah. And she's currently based out of Massachusetts, but uh, she's originally from Texas, and you can just hear that Western expanse just grow and grow out of this beautiful, I guess you could call it Americana. You know, anything that tends to get uh, have an acoustic guitar, right. we just call it folk music. Mm-hmm. But when she wrote Argonata, her mother had passed away, but she had also just started a brand new relationship. And that's such a complicated space to be in. Right. The, the loss of light, but the, also the forging of new life. And in these songs, you can hear her push and pull against all of those things. And in the song that we're listening to right now, Must Be Away, there's just a beautiful lyric that I have to share. The blues are so black and my heart an empty shape that I can't recognize before my eyes. Yeah. And she hits you pretty hard with these lyrics, but the way that she warbles them is just kind of digs it in a little bit deeper. Well, one of the things I love that she does on this record is she does find a way. The record ends on a on a hopeful note, but more than that, I, I think she comes to realize that she and her mother were made of each other. Mm. And she even says on one of the songs, you know, that she realizes now she will always carry her with her. Yeah, this is such a, a gorgeous record. I, I highly recommend uh, seeking it out. And that record is Argonata, A-R-G-O-N-A-U-T-A, Argonata from Aisha Burns. And Lars, you'll be back a little bit later in the show to talk about an album that couldn't be more different than this one. Mm -hmm. And we still have a few other releases to get through. But first, let's take a short break, and we'll be right back. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Indeed. When it comes to hiring, you don't have time to waste. You need help getting your short list of candidates fast. With Indeed, post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates. And when you need to hire fast, accelerate your results with sponsored jobs. New users can try for free when you sign up at Indeed.com slash NPR podcast. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I'm Robin Hilton from All Songs Considered. It's New Music Friday, and we're doing a quick run through some of the best albums out on May 25th. We start the second half of our show off with the band Churches and the album Love is Dead.
The band is Churches. This ridiculous earworm is called Graffiti. It's from the record Love is Dead. And NPR Music's Stephen Thompson here. Hello, Robin. So Church is a synth-pop band from Glasgow. This is their third full-length record in five years. Tell us what they're doing on this one. Yeah, well, it's called Love is Dead. And That's all you need to know. Which is all you need to know. I mean, in a way, like, you just heard how incredibly effervescent this band's sound is. And the fact that the album is called Love is Dead should tell you that you're going to get a certain juxtaposition between brightness and darkness uh, in this kind of wonderfully infectious way. You know, Lauren Mayberry, the, the singer, I think she kind of surveyed the world and saw an empathy gap and, and yeah. had lots of feelings about the way humans desire love, seek love, and treat the people that they that they love. And so she kind of built a little bit of a concept album around that. She does get into some pretty weighty topics, and one of the things that I, I love is that she asks everyone to sort of look within themselves right. for the solution to all of the world's problems instead of doing a lot of finger pointing? Yeah, and I and I heard that uh, I heard that call and I I have rejected it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a it's a hard no for me. Hard no for <laughs> me. <laughs> I mean, if this band just made these synth pop bangers, like that would work. Yeah, that would that would be a band that I would continue to to seek out. The fact that Lauren Mayberry kind of tries to go deeper and asks people to go deeper with her uh, makes them that much more rewarding and I think ultimately enduring in a way that you might not expect from such a kind of wide open sound. The record is Love is Dead and the band is Churches. Stephen Thompson. Robin Hilton. Always a pleasure. Ah, buddy. (laughs) Up next we go to the reggaeton artist Jay Balvin and his record Vibras. Y empezamos como es Mi música no discrimina a nadie Así que vamos a romper Toda mi gente se mueve Mira el ritmo como los tiene Hago música que entretiene El mundo nos quiere, nos quiere, me quiere a mí Toda mi gente se mueve Mira el ritmo como los tiene Hago música que entretiene Mi música los tiene fuerte bailando y se baila así The artist is Jay Balvin. The record is Vibras. And here to uh, talk about this one is NPR Music's Stephanie Fernandez. Welcome. Thank you, Robin. Uh, I have to admit, he was not on my radar <laughs> really at all, but but he's pretty huge. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mi Gente is a song that blew up last summer, especially when Beyonce hopped on the remix and donated all of the proceeds to hurricane relief efforts in Puerto Rico. But it's important to note that this song was a big hit before Beyonce hopped on the remix. She jumped on it because she took notice and saw what a huge success it was. After Beyonce jumped on the song, it hopped into the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. And the song's success came largely from streaming, and it's now over 1.8 billion views on YouTube. That's the version without Beyonce. And when that happened, it was the first time that two non-English singles had made the top 10 ever, the other being Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito. And that proved that the word crossover is kind of outdated. And for the first time, Mi Gente and Despacito proved that Spanish language artists don't need to sing in English to become a success in the American market. So why is it that you think uh, J Balvin is connecting as well as he is with uh, American audiences? There's truly a global feel to his music. You don't need to understand what he's saying. And even if you do understand, it's not that important. It's a song all about his people, but it's a song that also, you know, makes you immediately want to dance and a song that 
draws influences from all over the world. For Latin America, he always had an appeal because he was reminiscent of anyone we could have known in our own neighborhoods, but also someone with this intense, inexplicable desire to just conquer the world with his music. And he's finally doing that. The artist is Jay Balvin, and the record is Vibras. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. Let's go now to the producer Zaytoven, the Atlanta producer Zaytoven, and his new album, Trap Holiday. The artist is Zaytoven. The album is Trap Holiday. And, uh, and back to talk with us about this one is Rodney Carmichael. Hey, hey. Um, this is another artist from your stomping grounds, Atlanta. Uh, he's a well-established, highly sought-after producer and known for his work with other artists. Here he's finally got his own debut solo album out. How does he do? I mean, I think it's really a really good look for Zaytoven. This is a cat who is pretty much the premier trap producer in Atlanta. He really, along with Gucci Man, working with him as an artist, he really developed this sound that has come to define Atlanta trap music and he really started this really quick and dirty production style in his mom's basement. This is a cat who grew up in the church playing the organ, and he was able to incorporate, you know, a lot of those or- organ licks and piano licks into his music. And, you know, at a time when he has really created this sound that's created so many copycats, he's really setting himself apart now with an album deal and really kind of maturing his sound a lot it's it's pretty it's pretty dope and he backed up gucci man at the tiny desk here a couple of years ago right and he played the piano and you know i think his playing on there was so good that a lot of people were like hey who is the guy behind gucci man yeah that's 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 bringing all the energy and and obviously since then he's gotten a deal but he's also been on stage behind groups like the Migos playing the guitar and doing a lot of stuff. So he's bringing performance, which is another aspect that we haven't necessarily known him or a lot of these young producers for. He's bringing performance to it now. And he's really trying to carve out a lane for himself as more than just the backing guy or the producer, but but the, the front guy. And that artist is Zaytoven. His new record's called Trap Holiday, one of the many great releases out on May 25th. Thanks so much, Rodney. Thank you. We've got one last album to talk about before we go, and it's the self-titled record from the band Witch Mountain.
The song is Burn You Down from the band Witch Mountain. This is their self-titled record. And Lars Gottrich rejoins us to to go from Aisha Burns, the delicate sounds of Aisha Burns. <laughs> Witch Mountain's been around for about 20 years. I know you've been a longtime fan. Been a longtime fan. This is the fifth album for the Portland, Oregon metal band and the third vocalist for the that third singer for the this third band. singer for the band. Tell us a little bit about her. She uh, she's got pipes. She does. Kayla Dixon. When Utah Plotkin, the last singer, left the band about four years ago, Witch Mountain held open auditions on YouTube, and Kayla Dixon at the time was 19, uh, living in New York, and sent in this audition tape and completely wowed the band. They flew her out to the West Coast, and within a rehearsal, they're like, "You're our new singer." Wow. Yeah. And this, I think, and I've been watching this band grow and get proggier over time, Mm -hmm. but this record scales it back a little bit. It's a little bit meaner. It's a little bit leaner. It's a little more, almost a little bit more punk than their previous records. And I think that has at least something to do with Kayla Dixon because her voice is so bluesy and elastic that it kind of demands a little bit of the attention, but the band has been around for so long that they understand how to mix it all together so that every part of the band makes sense as a whole. Well, thanks for turning me on to Witch Mountain. I didn't know this band before, and uh, all I could think of is Escape from Witch Mountain, uh, or <laughs> Return sure to Witch Mountain. Or yeah, from I'm Witch pretty Mountain. sure that's what it's named for. <laughs> the, the Disney movies from the 70s. Um, thanks, Lars. Appreciate it. Thanks, Robin. To see a list of the albums we talked about on today's program, check out the podcast description for this episode. You can also go to npr.org slash allsongs. You can hear full versions of the songs we featured from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in the new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. Tell all your friends about the program and follow me on Twitter at NPROBIN. That's at NPROBIN. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, everybody. Have a great weekend and listen to lots of great music. Thanks for listening. Check out all of NPR's podcasts at npr.org slash podcasts, including eight of the country's top 20 podcasts, according to PodTrack's podcast metrics. That's npr.org slash podcasts.